When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, hello to all of our She Podcast listeners and friends and podcasters. Well, I am Jessica Kupferman. Welcome to She Podcast. I just cut yeah. off my hello, co-host, Elsie Escobar. And then with us always, John Jamingo, the best editor in podcasting. <laughs> oh, thank you. Here we are. You're so welcome. Pretty good. How's everyone today? How's everyone? Getting a little chillier and whatnot. Good. But... Oh, ma. Oh, God. man, it's 40 degrees here. Oh my god, it's gonna get colder. We are like the whiny ones. There's other people who are like really cold right now. But alas, you are whiny when it comes to cold for somebody who lives in Carolina. You don't have much to whine about, I don't think. No, I don't. No, I don't. I for sure don't. And no, and I don't really even mention it. Plus, we have heat now. Hello. I mean, I, I lived two years in a little cabin with no carpet and no heat. Can we pretend like it didn't happen, though? Please? I know. And then Randy built that. What is it? Uh, what was it called? <clears throat> it's a something stove. It had a a barrel. Like he had, he went and got those gigantic barrel things. He got a fifty-five gallon drum and made a heater out of it. Yes, actually, two two drums or three. Mm. Like put mm. them all together, and that's what we had to keep ourselves warm. For. He's mutt. He's mutt shit. He totally is mutt. He shit. is that crazy. And so, listeners, how many of you have the theme from the Beverly Hillbillies running through your mind right now. <laughs> it wasn't even Beverly. I don't think that even the Beverly Hillbillies would have done that. They weren't like, that resourceful. They weren't that. Exactly. They wouldn't. They Randy, were not. No, no, they wouldn't have been. Yeah. Randy's like Woody Harrelson. He's like out there growing his own pot and like <laughs> That's building like his own boat do. and shit like that. Yeah. We got the goats and the, but that was pretty, inc- I was like, what the? So I had to like. For, in order for us to stay warm, I literally had to go find wood. And if we were running out of wood, we were just messed up. So, like, the entire time I was, like, putting wood in the fire. And, like, the John girls... giggling because you said find wood. You're so mature, John. <laughs> well, first of all, I did that, my mind didn't even go. I'm just thinking. Sure of, it didn't. I was what? just thinking of Elsie and the girls going through the woods looking we for wood that fell on the ground. Yes, and I we know, have to look for. Like, it's the 1800s. The... Yeah, he's little their little house in the prairie. Yes, yeah. and we also like, had to purpose. get sticks. We had to get, like, sticks and dry sticks. We couldn't get larger types of pieces of tree. See how I'm changing my language now so that people don't laugh? Larger pieces of tree. No, no we weren't going to do that. <laughs> so but funny. we were going to get little tiny, little tiny sticks because those were easily burned. And it was a, a specific type of wood that really worked the best. And so Randy would sometimes bring that home. But we had to sit there and, sometimes. like, it was crazy. you better be bringing that wood home all the time (laughs) that is crazy yeah so anyway we went through two of that and i was like covered you should have seen me i had so many clothes on all day every day like layer upon layer upon layer of clothing and my little girls i don't 
they were what Isn't that the year that I bought you guys bag? like slipper socks yes, so that your little believe... feet wouldn't get cold and like big ass flannel jams and stuff? Yes, you did do that. You had you gave us our their very first pair of those little mucklucks. Mucklucks. Yeah, that was yes. the very first time they got that. They loved those. And cabin socks. Didn't I send you eight pairs of cabin yeah, socks? Yeah, I that still year? yes, you did. Tracks. And I still ha- I still tracks. have them actually. Oh my god, tra- cabin socks are the best. But and so but mind you it was an amazing thing to watch the girls because they were like three and five or like between three three and four and, you know, five and six. And they just it's, – it's like everything was okay. Like there was no questioning. There was never mommy, I'm cold. There was never anything. It's because this is all they knew. So – and there were many times where I'm like, why are you wearing no socks? Like I'm, I'm covered up in all the things and they are running around like it's nothing. And I'm just like, put a coat on, put a, t- a hood on, do do something, something, something. And yeah, that like, yeah, that was, that was crazy. And then you couldn't touch the stove because it was like hot. So then you, you have to also be aware that all you can do is actually stick the stick in there, but not touch anything around it. Because if not, you would have burned your skin off. Yeah. So many things. Speaking of burning our skin off, yeah. I'm starting to work with Isaac on his listening skills. Oh, great. And I've been actually having to Google what to do because that's how bad of a listener he is. So last night I found the answer, natural consequences. And basically it says, aside from letting them being hit by a car by running into the street, whatever they're doing, you're going to have to let them do it. Mm-hmm. Ruin the carpet break a glass, bang their head, right. what have you. Because if they're not going to listen, there should be a natural consequence. Like, unless they're going to be killed, let it happen. Right. So this morning I let it happen. And boy, do it, I mean, oh, man, it's his first natural consequence. He he wanted to go to Wawa for breakfast. Uh-huh. And uh, we ran out of time. We didn't actually run out of time. But he was pissing me off because he was poking. Right. He got me up at 7 o'clock because he wanted to go. And then he spent the next 45 minutes shirtless with his pajama pants on. Right. So instead of yelling at him, which I normally be like, let's go, let's go. We got, you know, nudging and getting upset. I, I just went, you know, we're going to run out of time. I thought you wanted to go. Didn't you want to go to Wawa? I do. I do, Mom. Well, but you're not dressed, though. We're going to we have to go to school. We're going to run out of time. So he ran out of time. He got dressed very quickly. And we wouldn't go. And I mean, he he walked into school. I mean, you you guys have both met my son, so you know how jubilant and buoyant he is. Yeah. Well, he had chosen because he was angry with me for not taking. He had changed the shirt I picked out and picked a black hoodie to go with his black pants, and he pulled it over his. He was like the <laughs> Sith Lord walking into school. He was so angry and sad, and like his little five year old friends were like, "Isaac, what's? Oh my." <laughs> And he was like, I don't like that. Leave me alone. I'm mad. I don't have my breakfast. And I mean, he did have, I made him breakfast. Right. Um, But like no one knew what to do with him in this state because normally he's the one being like, what's up? How's it going? Hey, everybody. What's going on today? You know, so natural consequences. So we're going to see how much damage he can do to himself in the next two days. And hopefully it'll work because otherwise, like everyone in the house is like, Isaac, don't touch that. Isaac, don't do that. Isaac, you're going to fall. Isaac, you're going to hurt yourself. Like, fuck it. The kid won't listen ever. Yeah. I have a little bit of a story that's kind of like that with May May because uh, May really loves her animals, her stuffed animals. Like she really okay, not the adores them. Okay. And so she, every time we go anywhere, a lot of the time she'll pick 
toys or a few of them and she'll to go take, right? to take he does yes, all the time and so um most of the time what happens is she'll take them when it's a special trip that we're making i don't know it's like she gets excited and she feels like she's gonna now grab the special things because it feels all special and she just wants it's that. like armor yeah they, can't, they they need to share it with their special toys yeah whatever I, that is and so I, I the same thing. whenever mm-hmm. we go to like pittsburgh they grab or they all grab toys, but May is very specific about her toys. But what happens when we get to Pittsburgh is they never take them out of the van. They stay in the van the entire time. Nobody plays with those toys. They play with the toys that they have at Nanny's house. But even before that, what happens with May is she leaves these toys everywhere. So we get to the location. She grabs them. She leaves the toy. We've gone back so many times to pick up a toy. She lost something. It dropped somewhere. It's not here. Oh, it's not there. And it's, it's like, same thing. oh, my God. And so finally, this last time, she brought actually one of the toys she's been sleeping with forever. It's this little like rainbow bear that she had that she really kind of attached to to sleep with. And we're going to Nanny's house and she took her toy. And then we went to eat at the restaurant and she took her toy, which is why, why? And because she wants it to be covered in sauce and then dipped in filth. I don't understand. So she <laughs> she left the toy. Oh, and we were on the road. We were on the road. You know, we were like on the road to Pittsburgh. It's not this is like girl. So, mm, so she, her expectations up to then have been, mommy and daddy will go find it because get it or buy a new one. Or Isaac thinks we'll buy a new one too. Yeah, exactly. We'll buy a new one. Exactly. Well, we'll get a new one. But this one she was really kind of attached to, and I find and and this was the very first time I was just like, listen, honey, this is why we tell you. You can't take the special things out and or you have to be aware to bring them back with you. Mm-hmm. She was heartbroken. This is the first time I've ever seen her like truly grieve over something. And I didn't oh. make it better. I mean, her nanny bought her oh. a little rainbow toy, small, not the same at all. And I and this is the first time when I said, well, listen, maybe you might be get one of those for Christmas. You know, And she goes, it's not the same. No, and, and that's she's like, right. and so now she gets it. She right? gets it. She, she gets now it. she gets it. And then we try to. We actually did stop by the restaurant on the way home to see if, Just for whatever check. reason, that was nice. You know, that was generous of you. Yeah, but alas, the restaurant. <laughs> this was so sucky, and that's when we finally said, you know, sorry, honey, you're going to have to deal with the grief. We went on. A, it was a Monday when we were coming back, and the restaurant was closed for something. Like they were redoing things in it. So we couldn't even get in it. So she really, she did cry sadly in the van on the way home. But, you know, I hope that she learns, man. The crying is was almost enough to make me cave because like he would be like, I want to go. And I'm like, you're still not dressed. If I get dressed, can we go? No, we're still out of time. Ah! Uh, like it was like I kept b- building him up to tear him down again. Right. I just wanted him to get the fuck dressed. Yes. Like it still had to be done. But he kept thinking like it would all turn around for him. Right. And he kept not doing that. So it was like I broke his little spirit this morning. It was horrible. Yeah. And yet, hopefully, I hope he learns. It is a, that's a hard lesson. I hope is so, that too. that life is terrible. I know. <laughs> I'm sorry to be the one to t- t- teach him that, well, but it's true. Well, we, they just, we have to, they have to learn. There, you're right. It's a natural consequence. Like, you can't just, and I think that that's what it is, mm-hmm. at least for me. Like, I remember when I lost things, when I didn't get things. Like, it was a very clear consequence. We simply, you're simply not. Like there was never another option, but with my mm-hmm. children, the historically it's been like, if they break something, oh, we can always get another one. Like we have this privilege of being able to do that. And I remember when I was growing up, there was no, none of that. Like 
You ran out, you ran out. Like, we don't have that much food in the the refrigerator. This is what you have to eat. Like, no, we can't go out to eat. Like, there was all of this, like, these are things that they're just non-negotiables. There is no money for us to go out to eat. Do you understand that? Like, Mm there. so therefore, I was raised that way. Whereas with us, it's like, oh, we could just, obviously different. But I just want her to at least hold on to that a little bit, to recognize she values something, she has to take care of it. You know, I don't mind her taking her dolls, but she needs to... Yeah, have that level. That's another hard lesson that I didn't really make my older children learn until later. Like there was one time Nate threw a horse. He was two and he threw his favorite horse out the window of the car. He didn't mean to. I think he just thought the horse wanted some air. (laughs) So like he we were on the highway, though. Oh, no. And like he put him out to like give him a sniff of the fresh air and it blew out of his hand, of course. (gasps) Oh, yeah, of course. And I mean, the kid was beside himself. So because I couldn't take it, he was a baby. Yeah, yeah. I got off the exit, yeah. went back south, came around, stopped in the middle of oh the highway, God. in the middle lane, yes. got out, got the toy, got back in. <laughs> and he was like, yay. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, he was too little to really appreciate that I had what I had done. Oh, my God. Jeff. And I was, of course, crazy. 24. So too stupid to know better. Right. You almost killed all three of you. Yeah. I mean, I was like, I mean, if he was two, I was. 24 yeah so yeah i was an idiot but still like i mean i never did that again but he didn't put anything out the car window again either because he was like (laughs) (laughs) like i couldn't breathe yeah he was gonna throw up if i didn't do that oh my god so anyway you know we can kind of bring this back to podcasting because a lot of times podcasters will ask you something oh good okay great yes this is fantastic then you, you so you would say that see i'm a big fan of testing so someone says listen i'm going to start using this new call recorder that goes with skype and i go well you want to test it you want to go you know get jump on skype and test it no no we'll be fine (laughs) okay so now it's this really big interview that they have and they're they're recording it and the recorder comes back and it says so tell us a little bit about yourself (laughs) yeah john you're a really big fan of natural consequences when it comes to your clients aren't you you really like to have them fuck up the pie before anybody can eat it i think what he's saying no, is. he's not wrong. It's just funny that he's just like, go ahead, fuck your shit up. No, I offered a test and they All said, right. no, what am I supposed to say? No, I really, I strongly object. You ever see the, the movie uh, Few Good Men? And then he strongly says, you know, you object once, you object twice. You can't strongly object. You just, you have you all- Have you ever heard the expression, assume the clothes? Don't ask them. You have to say, we need to do a test before you do That's this. Right. Let's, when true. do you have time? Then I get uh, no, no. accused There's of being a man. There's nothing you can man. say back to that. Oh, shut the <laughs> fuck up. I do. I mean. Now I'm like, no. So you're too scared of your own shadow? I, Let me t- no, well, grown see, people. Oh, well, no, you're not going to be accused of being a man if you say, listen, I do this with all my clients. We're going to need to do a test. Right. I guess and I could also, do that. I would do that as well if I was working you're with somebody boss. and they're like, I'm just going to give this a test. Because I'd be like, uh, no. Okay. No, no, I wouldn't do it. Like with the, I forgot when it was that I was testing I think the Roadcaster Pro stayed in the box for a month. Yes. Because I wasn't going to go just randomly test it. Let's just let's just try while we're recording in the 1 hour a week that we have free. Right. Right? It's like I don't have another hour yeah. to have it be messed up. Right. And they say, "Well, can you fix that?" No. Uh no. <laughs> I can't. I'm oh sorry. I can't fix that. Speaking of life being difficult, let's talk about Nick Qua's <laughs> oh sad, God, sad right. story about his fifth anniversary. Ironically, 
It was his, also his newsletter turned five the day before my son turned five. How weird is that? That is very bizarro. So when I saw the show notes and it said the depressing five year birthday, I was oh. like, I mean, it wasn't that bad. Oh, oh my God. That's so funny. <laughs> I thought you were talking about Isaac. No. Why? That is just, five. Why would I Isaac be on the show notes? Who like, else would have a five birthday? Oh my God. For I, I, you know, and then I opened it. And I was like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Because I did read this then, but I, I didn't. Yeah. Anyway. So it was pretty depressing, yes. man. It was it, like, well, what? he decided for his birthday, he would talk about all the things podcasters are still pissed about, which I think is a great way to celebrate something. <laughs> <laughs> not, I mean, uh, no, it's not. How about what we have going right? That would have been a good that celebration. That would have been amazing. Like, what are all the wonderful things? Well, n- now that said, though, here's the only thing that I like about that, because there were a couple of things where I was like, oh. That he actually put that in the newsletter. That's shocking because a lot of it is what we talk about on the show a lot. And it's the first time I've seen it in his newsletter. For his five year birthday, he decided to commemorate it by finally listening to other people besides corporate podcasters. So happy birthday to all of us that you finally hear something that someone is saying that isn't being paid a six figure salary. No, but get this though. But he also, he also did put a disclaimer in there. Oh, 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 there you go. There you go. So he put a disclaimer in there though. And that, and he said, I just put all of these up here. This is not an endorsement. Essentially what he said is like, I'm giving everybody a voice. We're putting it on. Uh huh. That's uh-huh, it. Uh-huh. And and yeah. so, but, but given that, I didn't read that part. I actually didn't read that part until later because I was like, I just, I skipped all of the things he said at the beginning of the newsletter and I wanted to get to the stuff, right? So I just scrolled down and I started to, and I'm like, oh my God, there's a lot of this stuff that we've said on the show. Wow. He actually printed that. That's pretty. Also, wow. some of it is like really un, un- need, needlessly negative. Yes. And, and there is a lot of that too. I completely agree. You I don't would, have to print every fetch that was complaint. yes that was almost a little too much and even for you know just yes totally and then i went up and then he was like i just printed all the stuff and then i was just like god these people are so then afterwards that's why i said that's the depressing birthday because i even though i agree with a lot of the complaints so i've been doing the e-league right now with my with the women right and every single time that i do this five weeks with this incredible women i am so like i was so inspired i'm so happy i'm so like wow podcasting is amazing like there's so much power we all have we're impacting all of these people like there's all of this goodness and then i read that and i was like jesus I don't I mean, know if I'm part of the same industry that you're part of, but... Well, would you say that podcasters on a whole, not including the three of us, or even let's just say, Elsie, you and I, as the two of <laughs> right. us, would you say that podcasters on a whole are overwhelmingly, and this is a generalization, bummed out and negative? Why wasn't I included in that? Because you're bummed out and negative. Okay. <laughs> so that's why I said besides us. Yeah. Wouldn't you say that the majority of podcasters that we know are frustrated and grouchy and kind of like, you know, like when we talk to John, anytime we talk to independent podcasters, like more often than not, they get very riled up about how everything is New York centric and ad sales are a pain in the ass and we shouldn't be measuring by downloads. And like that stuff hasn't been able to get me down personally. And I, don't, I mean, you do get a little ranty about it once in a while, Elsie. Yeah. But I mean, John, John's tossing and turning in his sleep going, New York Times, oh, their podcast is so terrible. <laughs> you know, like, no, wait, hey, ho. Hold. 
But I don't see that. I think in our group, in their car. <gasps> I don't see that in our group. I don't see that in she podcast. I see people a- asking how to grow their show, and then sometimes being very sad about the fact that they feel they're not growing enough. But I think that that's yeah, that's like a just like they're mi- like they don't really actually know the the truth. Meaning, you know, they're measuring against something weird. It's sort of like I just, you know, launched my show and they have expectations of being the next Avengers movie. And it's like, no, you're not that. Yeah. So uh, that's where I think that sometimes people get sad. I think in She Podcast, there's a lot of like disillusionment and heartache and a little sadness, but not, I don't see too much anger and too much like, that's in the other places. This article is full of sadness, not necessarily anger. I thought it was very negative and bitchy. It's very negative and bitchy, but that's sad to me that translates as sad, not angry. It's like, eh. it's a little bit victimizing too. Well, that's what I'm saying. It's like, oh, I wish everybody would take care. Like, that's what I was thinking. I'm like, do you know how many podcasters are actually, not how many as in like the entire percentage, but how many podcasters actually have viable, strong, solid business models that are yeah. making money and selling their own ads that have... It doesn't matter. Like, if any of these other companies disappeared, they would still be doing their own thing. Like, that's the kind of people that I want to work with, where it's like, you don't rely on X to make you successful. I was just having a conversation with another very successful woman who's in the E-League. And I started to remember, like, you know, the bigger you are, the more connections or the more relationships you have with the larger networks out there, whatever that is, or the larger companies out there, they start to own you more and more and more. There are a lot of of the bigger podcasters out there whose sole reason for being or the reason that they're actually successful and they get as many downloads as they do get is because Apple is featuring them all the time in like really big ways. And what would happen if that went away? Is that a business model? Is that... No, of right? course not. Isn't that weird though? It's like if you diversify your income, like if you think about it that way, if you're only if your business is only set up to have this one thing be the way that you make money and that thing goes away, you're screwed. You're screwed. What about this? It's overwhelmingly New York City centered. Wah! Everything is New York City centered. It's the largest city in our country, first of all. That's like saying, I, I can't be an actor unless I move to L.A. Well, no, you can you move can't. to New York. You know, all media on, is New York yes. City centered. Yeah, all all media. television is there. Yes, unfortunately. All radio is there. All everything is there. So for you to be like, it's New York City centered. I mean, our whole country is New York City centered. How much television is centered in New York City? Yeah, but I of guess course. it's just because of the whole podcasting thing. But alas, there are also, meaning the fact that podcasting is not your in quote normal media. But it is because the it's centered that way because these, the people who are creating podcasting are coming from traditional media. Not all of them. What are you talking the about? Ones no. that, the ones that Nick Qua focuses oh, on. Oh, the one that Nick, the, yes. Okay, the one that he focuses on, yes. The one that people think matter, like, you know, like the, the corporate, people who want a job in podcasting right. most likely will have to move to New York or LA. That is the same as if you work in any traditional medium. Correct. You have to live in New York or LA or you don't get on the big shows. Sorry, that's life in every capacity, in newspaper, in journalism, in magazines, in television and radio. Podcasting is not different because it's the same medium. Like, don't cry about it not being in New York City. So what? So it's digital. Okay. It's well, what digital. I'm saying is that, yes, those people can cry. But what I am with the people that I'm working with who are also podcasters and are also in the podcasting industry and are also having an impact are not that. 
but I'm saying all. like like I'm saying he's got a he's got something saying it's sad that we aren't seeing more efforts to build and nurture existing communities. Well, you know what? They're not gonna. You either have to do it yourself or fucking move to New York. That's all I'm saying. I'm not saying they're wrong. Of course, it's New York City centered because the whole world is New York City centered. The whole world. Ask Donald Trump, for example. <laughs> well, he just moved to Florida, so I guess he's trying to make because a point. Because they don't want him there anymore. He <laughs> blew his chances up there. But the point is, you can either cry and complain, or you could fucking move there, or you could do something independently. But right. you can't have it both. You, you want to be a journalist? You don't live in fucking Michigan. Well, you, you gotta move. Know. I mean, you you never know, but I get you know it. What I, I mean, mean. I, if you want to walk, yeah, you're right. And like, there was, you know, there was many different things. Like right now, I had to make a choice between New York and LA when I was working in the industry, right. and I did decide to go to LA versus New York. Well, you're from there, right? Well, yeah, exactly. So that was like an that was a weighing factor, of course. So that's why I decided to go to Los Angeles to do that. But it absolutely is a completely different thing. Like it's a super, it's super different. Like the entire vibe is different. Like the access is different. Yeah. The doors that are open for you are different. The, of course. Like the, the companies see, that are there are completely you different. You don't see people like, at auditions in LA going, why aren't they looking for Wyoming talent? Right. Exactly. Yeah. You the don't. Fuck? They're not going to do that. Sorry. Wow. But alas, though, I guess you nowadays be, you can create, yeah. you know, there are days now that you can create content that's outside of that, meaning even in and maybe not be on a network or yeah. a million dollar movie, but you can do that. You can do that's that. That's the extension of my point. Yeah. I mean, stop right. whining about everything being in New York and either create awesome content or shut up and move. Yeah, but That's anyway, it. that was the that was the whining from Nick Qual. That said, though, think about yeah. this: his birthday is the same birthday as Libsyn. That's who, interesting. Who he totally hates. Fifteen years Good. earlier. <laughs> yeah, so they had a fifteenth birthday. We had our fifteenth birthday. It was so nice. It was very sweet and lovely. And we have a landing page that I'm going to link in the show notes so you guys could see what Sarah worked very hard on trying to get like some kind of special things going on in there. We got all kinds of audio feedback. I'm going to play some of it on the latest episode of the feed that you can listen to, I'm sure, by the time this show is out. But I'm also going to see if I can compile a special little thank you episode. It's really sweet to see people coming out of the woodwork and saying thank you so much um, uh, you know, podcasters who are again, podcasters who have been doing this for 15 years, like us, who have viable businesses, who've launched their careers, who are still podcasting, who are now well known in their individual spaces, and nobody knows who they are. But that's okay because they are successful. You it- also, Lipson also won the battle of the hosting. Oh my God, that's right. <laughs> they we really? did we did yes oh my god so there was like okay so there's this um account on instagram jess it's called the what is it called john it's the podcast collective is that correct yeah i think that's yeah the called, podcast yeah. collective so if you guys want to go check it out it's a really great account by the way so it's at the podcast collective in instagram and so it's it's essentially like content marketing for podcasters they have a lot of really great tutorials in instagram so what they thought was like it's this really great thing that they did they they actually created this like infographic with not all the a lot of the podcasting companies like on one side of huge list and then they would put them together they they would duke it out in instagram stories they would go like you know so and so again so and so and then everybody would vote right and so it it started to get smaller 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 and then lipson made it to the finals and it was like lipson versus anchor and i was like 
Oh, it's like the Final Four in basketball. Oh my yeah, god, they it was did amazing. a bracket. It's amazing. Yeah. The, oh, they did brackets. Where is it? I can't find it. Well, it's it you, it's gone. Well, you can look. Oh, okay. It's gone because it has because, it was because in story? Instagram stories. Yeah. Oh, so, but okay. it was so cool because I got so competitive. I was like, I was instant messaging people I have never instant messaged before. Yeah, both like Lipson. Like yeah, like John. I was like John. <laughs> you have to vote. You have to vote for this. Wow. And I seriously, I had people like out of the woodwork coming out, like shout out to Chris Brogan. Cause it's like, he's like, I like, I was like, Chris, you gotta vote for this. Like, I don't DM Chris Brogan. Like, what? Why would I do that? But I DM'd <laughs> him for this. He responds, he's like, I done. He's like, I shared with the people that were appropriate for my, I was like, you were amazing. So I was like, yeah. it was just so great to see so much support. And yes, we won. We won like by around 70%, 70, 30%. Wow. Lips yeah, in I mean, versus you guys anchor. You have the majority. There's no questioning that, certainly. Yeah, but I just was like, we got to win. We got to win. So anyway, that was, uh, that was a good way to get eyes on your account, people. The Podcast Collective. Shout out to you guys for the, for like, you know, <laughs> making badass. me pay attention and tagging all these people and getting them involved with your content. So that was really good. So that said, though, let's talk about this uh, grumpy quote that's going to actually take me to the next rant, this other Elsie rant that I have going on here. So this is an episode from our friend, Mark. Mark Asquith. Mark Asquith. So he has a new... Is it a new podcast, Jess? Because I don't know. Yeah, if it's yeah. New... It's a new episode. Yes. No, yes. no, not a new episode. It's a new podcast. Is it a new show? Yes. yes he's recently revamped. Okay. All right. It so it is. It is a new show. Okay. Seven Minute Mentor. Now it's no. Yes. Yes. Okay. So it's revamped. It's a Todd has a whole new name. But this is the quote at the beginning of this episode. And it's really short. It's like 11 minutes. And he said, being in podcasting now for six years or so, I can honestly say that one of the biggest things holding the industry's reputation back is that many of the old school people in the industry still try to hold on to podcasting being complicated, generally making newer podcasters feel bad about themselves and treating them like fools. This has to stop. I honestly thought it was going to be less partisan, but I do agree with his sentiment about making people feel stupid. That said, I've been doing some uh, you know, sneaky detective work which I do all the time. I always, as you, because you and I are going to be detective ladies when our seventies, we're going to yes, have our I own agency. Wait. That's we've already, yes, we've, mm-hmm. it's a thing. So I was doing a little bit of detective work and then <laughs> I found this podcast at this, uh, I'm not going to say any names, but I found this podcast that is a local podcast. Right. And I thought like, Ooh, very interesting. I like what they're doing. Um, it seems really neat. And I went down a rabbit hole and then I started to look at their account and it said that they were going to be doing a local podcasting 101 shop. And I was like, uh, a store, uh, like workshop thing. And I was like, oh, interesting. They've been podcasting since April this year. Now they're doing a 101 thing, right? I've never heard of these people before. I, I'm going to listen to their show. And so I start to listen to their show and although they have really good gear, like they have a Zoom H6, like John had, and and, he, and they had like um, SM58 microphones attached to it and all this stuff. And I see that their gear is really great. When I started listening to the show, I could not hear the damn show. The audio oh, no. was great. I mean, it's good audio, but I had to put the volume up to the top. That drives me insane. And I was like, oh my God. And then they had music interspersed in it. And that music was loud. And like the whole thing had, again, quality audio, but alas. How is that quality audio? I'm saying, quali- all I'm saying is that it sounds good if it was leveled properly. It had a really decent raw files, but alas, 
it seemed like they just thought that that's just what you do. And then you put the music on it and you put it out. And I was like, every part of these things, the leveling of this entire show, which was like over an hour, 86 minutes that I did not get through because I could not hear, was not leveled. And I thought, do they know what leveling is? And so going back to what Mark was talking about, I get that pod, like, I end, so how do you make somebody, <laughs> how do yes. you treat people not like <laughs> fools when they're launching a, a 101 workshop with a lot of people and they're not addressing leveling? Like, or how, oh, they don't know when it's supposed to be leveled. I didn't know what leveling neither was did when I, I started. Neither did I, but were you teaching? I still am not sure I know exactly. how to, I mean, I definitely don't know how to do it, right. but I know what it is right. at least. But the thing is, I do feel that these are little things that are complicated. They are, they are complicated. They are. Yes. All right. So can I just jump in here? Cause I'm chomping at the bit to get oh my this. Here we go. Did they listen to their show? Number one. And if Dude, they listened to their show, did they say, Hey, that sounds great. Or did they listen to their show and say, boy, I wonder why this sounds like this. And that sounds like that, but eh, who cares? They'll listen to it. Anyhow, guess what? We won't. We will hit no. that stop button fast. And not listen anymore. I don't think that new podcasters consider that. I think their first worry is, can I do it? Right. And that, but, and then okay. the worry is, can I make it but better? But to teach it? That's what I'm saying. And so to me, that's when well, I start to go. that's just arrogant. So now, I mean, I taught it and I'm an arrogant bitch so because I had OG. no business okay, so doing I'm that. an OG. Again, I'm, I'm one of the old schoolers and I'm feeling a little bit angry about this even though i don't want to make them feel bad like it's one of those things where i don't want to be like hey dude you guys you're you're teaching a one-on-one workshop and you can't fucking level your own audio give me a fucking break like i could be that mean that hard right it's hard it's not hard it is i mean oh this drives me crazy it's not hard if you go hard look at john is about to have a heart attack it feels hard. I don't listen. Does, I can video I, edit all day long. I know how to make things visually balance right. out. I can up. I can change lighting. I can change tone. I can change warmth. Audio. I'm not sure why, but I can't get it. Right. And so I don't bother. Right. But one other reason. But I still taught people how to podcast. Yes, you though. did. But I just still did. Listen that, to me. But I did not teach them how to level. Right. And then and here's what happened, though. I mean, I, and neither did we. Actually, I don't think we taught them how to level. Oh, no, we did. We taught them how to well, put everything did. together. And then we started to talk a That's little bit important. more about leveling for sure. Absolutely. I think that we didn't say, mind you, our entire thing was like to put the show out. And it was like yes. a, a whole. It was so huge. But anyway. What but what I'm saying is that there comes a point where you just can't like there are some complicated aspects of it and you can't make it not be complicated sometimes like there are some things like leveling. It's really hard to describe. I mean, you can say like it all has to sound the same. But then if you start talking to people and they're like, well, it's got to be negative 19. No, it's got to be negative 16. No, it's got to be negative 15 because that's what Spotify wants. And wait a minute. What the hell are you guys talking about? And how do you you know? And then you have these like insane things, because if you go into a group and you say, what should my luffs be or how loud should my podcast be? You are going to get reamed by people because they, they live by this by these numbers so if you really want the real truth i'll tell you what it is oh my 
It's negative 19 mono and negative 16 stereo. There it Thank is. Thank you. Just told you that. I totally And, I, and if anybody tells me they're wrong, then fine. But if you level them at that, you'll be fine and your podcast will sound Thank great. Thank you, John. And sure if you want to learn how, and guess what? You don't even know how to do it. Because you, all you have to do is it you have to go over to Aphonic, Aphonic. and buy Aphonic. their desktop version. Yes. And you drag your files in, easy peasy, set the luffs, push a button, and it does it all for you. Okay, now say it without being condescending. I can't. Right. <laughs> no, so you just like, so yeah, you have question about leveling. If you can like, say it without contempt and disgust in your voice, then you've got something. Right. So Okay, ladies or anyone who's listening, try to hear what he said and take his advice without hating his guts. And then you'll, your audio will be great. Over at Aphonic, Aphonic.com, they have a desktop version. It's $89. There's one for a single track and also for multi-tracks. If you're recording people in single tracks, then you would use the multi-track. And if you're recording into just a stereo track, you could just use the single track. So it's $89 for each. I bought both. And what you do is you take your file, you drag it in there, you set the luffs, you set a couple. Uh, there's a couple things you have to set up. Not a big deal. And then you push a button, and it does the voodoo it do, and it gives you a leveled track. And that's what I do. If I had to level it without a phonic, it would take a long time, and it would be very messy. But this is so easy to do. I do it as well, and I think that just get – this is what I say. I say just get the red one, just the red one. Like I don't even talk about it. Just get the red one. Don't get the black one. Get the red one. Just get the red one. The end. And then okay. – <laughs> And, and and he's right. When he said you have to set a couple things, it literally is like two. Like it's really easy. The desktop version has like no, like it has just a couple little settings right in front of you. And you just set those up. If you have no idea, just ask which ones here. We'll send you a screenshot and you can do that. And then what I do is I level each one of the little tracks. So like when people send me audio feedback and people, you know, do all of those things, I just put them in there and it levels it all out. Then I put it all together so that everybody's track is leveled equally so that nothing is all messed up. And then I put it together and stick it out into the world. And it does so many incredible things. You don't want to blow your people's eardrums off. And I have noise canceling headphones. I was wearing noise canceling headphones and I still could not hear exactly what was happening in this podcast. And it was making me crazy because I couldn't even listen to, to even comment on the content. Mm -hmm. So it was just, Oh, and they had ads. They have, they're supporting local, local in, uh, businesses. They have a beautiful website. They have incredible branding. They are, they've set up all these things in terms of the business aspect of everything. They are doing one, their mission statement is great. Like all of these things are fantastic. Their entire hub is their show. And I can't hear it. The other thing is, if you don't have it leveled correctly and you're listening to it th through your car radio and then one of, you know, oh from God. your phone and then a notification goes off, it's the notification so loud that it will startle it'll you. It'll startle you. You'll, you're going to blow your brain. Yeah, it'll off. blow your. Yeah, it'll blow your ears <laughs> blow out. Blow your brains out? Yeah. Or, or your speakers out. <laughs> it's, it, yeah, it's not. Speaking good. of negative. All right. So, so you're not identifying this person. No. How about you tell me and oh, I'll. No. Stop. Wait. No, hang you'll on. You'll have nightmares. No, you won't no. be able to sleep at night. Just give me a chance. <laughs> okay. Tell me, and then I'll go over and talk to them. I'll I'll reach out to them and see if I can straighten it out. Okay. All right. Just say, hey, you know what? It'd be great if we could hear this. <laughs> you know, maybe we should try a little bit of this. Also, 
I'm gonna I'm gonna also listen to another episode. That might have been a fluke, but still, you okay. know, I'm just gonna leave it at that. That said, John, do you happen to have some audio feedback for us? And you know what I did before I put this in here? <laughs> you leveled. I it. ran it through yes. a phonic. <laughs> here so we go. It would be, yeah. Woo-hoo. So you'll be able to hear it. Yee-hee. Hello there, Justin Elsie. This is Savella Morgan of the Childless Not by Choice podcast. I listened to your episode 247 on my way to work this morning, and I got to thinking as you were talking about downloads and what if people don't listen anymore, and if they don't resonate with the show anymore, doesn't mean they don't love you anymore. And I've been podcasting for four years now, and over the course of four years, I've gotten messages from women who either belong to my Facebook group or listened to the podcast on a regular basis. And they said that they were moving on, that it didn't mean that they didn't love my show and that they would not support me, but that the show and the platform and the group has helped them to such an extent that they felt better about what life handed them, childlessness, childlessness not by choice. And the podcast helped them. They felt like they were alone. They thought it was only them. As You know, we all feel that way when we're going through something. But we also know that that's not the case. But they were able to find the podcast. The podcast was able to help them. And now they were moving on. And at first when I got those messages, I was like, oh, this is not good. I I need to grow my show. I want more downloads. And then I realized, wait, I actually started this platform, this podcast, to reach out to women who were going through this childlessness, not by choice, because I knew it couldn't just be me. So Of course, I want them to grow and I want them to feel better about their lives and about themselves. And then, of course, when that happens, that means that they can outgrow you, which is not a bad thing. And then they will continue to support, though, in their way, either by telling people about the show or checking in with me to see how I'm doing. One of my very first listeners four years ago is from Australia, and she downloaded the entire catalog listened to it on her way to and from work. And now, all these years later, she was able to get a surrogate and she now has her own baby. She no longer needs my show. So I just want to let you guys know, and and the listeners too, that, hey, if we're doing this thing right, we are really helping people. And there's nothing more fulfilling than that. Anyway, thank you so much for your podcast as usual. Thanks for great content and uh, have a great week. Bye. Yay. Sevilla is such a doll. She is. And she, you know, she really nailed it there because it's, it's a lot of the time we, yeah, we think that we're going to keep our listeners forever or we don't recognize that people outgrow stuff or they change. They're a different person. They don't, you know, it's like, yeah, that's not necessary always. It's okay to have turnover. Totally. It's not a big deal. So thank you, Sevilla. Thanks for that feedback. And if you guys have, if any of you guys have any feedback on the things that we talk about, you can email feedback at shepodcast.com. You can record just like you heard Sevilla's lovely voice. We'd love to have and feature your voices on the show. And you can just go ahead and attach like a little voice memo if you want. You don't, you can record it on the go, send it over. John will level it in a phonic before he plays it on the show. (laughs) And there we have it. Um, oh my God. Do you want to talk about public forums? Yes. Seems so like you're fired up about this. So I do. I am a little fired up about this. And I think we're going to close the show on this yes. kind of thing here. And um, yeah, because so I've been noticing and this is not necessarily a, the behavior just for for the podcasting space. But I think that as a whole, it's something that is really pissing me off where right. it feels like 
what I've seen, particularly the behavior like on Facebook, particularly on Facebook groups, that it feels like if somebody has an issue with it, with um, with almost anything, really, they go in there and if they can tag somebody that is like of that company, of that organization, of whatever that happens to be of the group, they will publicly ask questions at times that are maybe not an appropriate forum in order for that to happen. And you and I what I've started to see is that there is this it's like everything has to I feel that there are places to have these conversations and they don't all necessarily need to be in a public forum. So it's like if you think about um you know being in a let's just continue with the childless not by choice theme, right? So there are women who are having a hard time and for whatever reason, you know, conceiving a baby or anything like that. And let's say they started to use a specific product or service inside and within a Facebook group like that. And then all of a sudden, they find out something about this, you know, reproduction service or whatever. And then they tag the company and the people that work at the company in that forum to come discuss business practices or policies inside of this public forum. And I just don't think that that's appropriate at times. Mm -hmm. So it pisses me off. I think that our under like our own personal desire to have it out and to have things just be out into the world and be completely transparent, I think it, it's it's defeating in some ways. I don't think that there are reasons to be in a public setting for everything, for absolutely everything. You know, I respect people reaching out and sharing their thoughts privately about things that might be disturbing them. I think that the culture of framing everything as a public discussion is infuriating, and I find it to be really disempowering for a lot of people because it makes people have to make decisions that are sometimes or defend themselves or defend themselves. Yeah, without really thinking about themselves, without yeah, Um, to really. I mean, there's sometimes this this a discussion about something either for like mission driven or like process driven or you know economically driven in a larger organization, I feel that it's not something like one person can just go like, yeah, you know what, I should probably change that. Because like you and I, we are essentially the bosses. So if somebody calls us out on something, we can talk about it. But there's not that much infrastructure here. Like, You know, whatever yeah. decision we make, it's like, oh, why don't we just take that bet down? Like, it's really... It's well, kind but of, with the event, that was different, right? Right. The event is a different... Exactly. All that was offline. Uh, yes, all that was offline. And also, if somebody would have brought up a specific She Podcast Live issue within the She Podcast Live Facebook group, that's a totally different thing, right? Mm -hmm. Because that's what it's for. But if it was like a general group that involves all kinds of things and there is a very specific question about a specific thing, why couldn't they just talk to us? We got that. We actually got that. We got emails directed at us specifically mm-hmm. about questioning certain things that we had done or we could do or help or change or shift or anything. So, I mean, don't you think with rather large companies, though, they have more of a responsibility to explain themselves like Facebook, for example? Right. So would you tag Zuckerberg inside of a Facebook group and expect Zuck to come in there and answer? No. Okay. No. There we go. <laughs> 
that's what I'm saying. There are other places to uh, to talk about these things. Like you don't like, and, okay, so in any time that you have an issue, do you really have access to all of the people, like VPs or CEOs or whatever, and expect to tag people and then have them publicly discuss inside of a group something? Like, oh, let's talk B-School. Let's talk B-School. What about, let's, why don't we talk about Squadcast? Well, Squadcast, that was not a business practice. That was a snafu. Like, like that was like a, a front-facing marketing so, thing. Okay. I mean, all right. So you're talking about like, we don't think that you should have a privacy policy that allows X, Y, and Z, I guess. Right. You can easily email touch base with the company, respond to an email that has come through. Don't you think so? Isn't that what you would do? Or would you like just? Yes. But I also think you're not accounting for the percentage of human beings that don't have any class. So you can't teach that to people. They either have tact or they don't. Right. And they're I'll... either attention seeking or they're not. They either want to make waves and therefore, you know, stir the pot or they don't and i think that there is always going to be a percentage that does like even in the revolutionary times there was some dickhead standing outside of like independence hall in philadelphia with a flyer in his hand saying down with franklin or whatever like you just you know like like there's always going to be some protester for whatever yeah, but- whoever's making laws and rules even corporate wise so it also could be that a person would do that to almost like a whistleblower if yes. they found something, let's say in a terms and agreement that, that you know that they don't think that everybody knows, they would go into a public forum and ask that question just to notify everybody else that hey, this is actually in there, and then maybe people should you know know this before they sign up for something like that. There's a difference between notification and then publicly calling out. Well, at that point, you ask them like, "What about this?" So then everybody else is like, hey, wait a minute. What about that? Right. Yeah. Maybe they want to stir yeah. trouble. No. So and then, so then, then what's the behavior? So this is how I would like, this is the behavior. This is what I feel is the behavior. There are channels to have conversations with companies that are not on Facebook. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yes, there is like a sense, like if you think about in, in the political sphere, right? So there's an awful lot of people that have very big voices and they're like, how dare so-and-so is doing blah, blah, right? Because that's happening all the time on both sides of the equation. Everybody's like, oh my God, this sucks. And how dare you do the blah, blah, blah. But ultimately, the people who are the ones that are calling on the phone, going into Congress, sitting down, doing the thing, canvassing the canvassing and getting people to like, you know what, learning about the stuff like those are the people that are actually having the impact are the ones that are going in there and really working with the people and really stepping inside of like, what kind of a bill is this? Should we informing a little bit more about this? These are the channels you call whatever your representatives are in the state, you are able to send these to canvas this. You can go ahead and send letters and faxes and all of these things. Like all of that stuff is uh, is coming into their office. But just you going on social media and yelling about it and tagging them <laughs> is not going to do anything. No, of course not. Got me a heater at half price. <laughs> ah, well, I mean, sometimes it does do something because sometimes you listen when you have two children and one of them is screaming in your face and the other one looks unhappy, who do you address? The screamer. Right. Well, so that's what they're doing. 
I completely understand. I mean, I work in this space. I work on it. I value people mm-hmm. who kindly address stuff. Do you understand how fast I take action with people when they are like, hey, you know, I'm having troubles with this. Do you mind if like, I don't know what's going on. Like, this is kind of weird. Could you clarify that for me? I'm like instantly on it. I get them through. I'm like, if you are sitting there screaming and being an unreasonable person. Oh, yeah. I just go like, wow, they really have a hard time dealing with their own selves. And also, here's the other aspect of it is that this is it's like the the boundaries, I think, as human beings. And I think that I was thinking about this from my like just my own mental health. Right. We used to have the ability to have like a nine to five level of engagement with our jobs. We used to be able to do that. Well, I mean, big companies probably can't, but we can still have office well, hours. No, I try not to. Right. Well, I guess, yes, that's what I'm saying. But it's like the expectations is that you you don't, you gotta, like there is, like everybody else has their own time in their own heads as to how you're supposed to handle this now because I'm having a problem right now. I am. I need you to be available right now. And the expectations of our inboxes and access is now to such a degree that you can do this kind of thing. And I do understand the power of social media for sure of the things that it can do and the way that it can build communities and all of that stuff. But I also feel that there has to be a level of of decency and respect and to be able to do things from a place of like, to really like think like, in what way is this going to be helpful? And if you need clarification on something, this would be a really wonderful way to do it. Our ability to kind of really self-look and just be like, is this going to be helpful? Is this really going to be helpful for me to put it here right now? That's it. Because sometimes you just want to stir the pot. Sometimes you just do. And there's other people that have things to say. Like, if you like, you know, don't like something, I'm going to call them out. Like, we still have that feeling. You know, we do have that where it's like, oh, he's such a, he's such an ass. I'm going to, you know what? I'm just going to put out this tweet and just do it because I'm grumpy and I can. And how is that helpful? It's not. I mean, in the same, in the same comparison with the sibling, the little one would often start the fight and then make me, you know, like my little sister would always start a fight, make me angry. And then I would be the one to be punished because I yelled. So it's, and you know, and then while that was happening, she skated by and got what she wanted, which was me out of the way. So, you know, it happens. I mean, listen, right now on social media, they're having a war over chicken sandwiches. Yeah. Right. Who's got the best chicken sandwich, which makes me go out there and try them all. Because I have to have an opinion. Right. So I have two more and I'll have an opinion. Oh, my God. You're so funny. But so, okay. So this kind of thing just actually happened. Not uh, in, and it has a podcasting component. So there was an article that was written uh, for USA Today. And the title was a little bit incendiary. This is a slightly on the social political sense here, but it's a very specific political uh, thing. So this article that was published was an opinion piece and it was addressing saying something like progressives are trying to change Spanish language because they're really pushing forward the term Latinx, right? So that was like the title of this uh, article. And what it did is it got the entire Latino community all wound up. Because it's like this term and all this stuff. And, and it was crazy. I mean, people like nuts. And so one of my favorite 
podcast. One of the co-hosts for that, Julio Ricardo Valera, Valera, has another podcast that's called Latino Rebels. And what he did is he got the dude who wrote the USA Today piece and he got him on Latino Rebels and they had a over, I think it's almost a six, I, I listened to it twice, a, over a 60 minute episode to discuss not only the article, but why he wrote it and really calling him out, calling him out in terms of all of the harm that Julio believes was done by bringing this fight that has already been fought for so many different things and turning it into a political term when it's not. And so it was a really lovely way to be able to soften all of this crazy, just mudslinging that was happening and have two people who disagree have a conversation that was really riveting and informative. And it didn't change my mind. It didn't change Ricardo's mind. It didn't change the dude's mind that wrote the article. But there was a lot more understanding, a lot more like, and it was done via a podcast. You know, it was like they reached out and they had this conversation. And now they can actually hear the nuance versus why did you say that? This is not a like, and it was like a horrible, I mean, all the, and then it had three other opinion pieces out there now that are all about the term. And it's like, it's making things up by far worse than it should have been in the first place. But just having that conversation is there. So all, all I'm saying is that sometimes the forum and the way in which things are handled can be better served and it can serve more people if it was done in a different way. Or, or true. you know, that's all. And I hands off to to the team over at over Latino Rebels. And, and thank you for, you know, Julio, for for being able to, like, have somebody and have a, a, a conversation like this, being so public about it and being really clear and not backing down. And I don't know, informing the community as a whole, because then more people can actually learn mm -hmm. versus dismissing or agreeing. It's so much more nuanced. So nuance in social media is not a thing. I'll tell you what, podcasting really shines when, when something like that happens. Uh, Joe Rogan did the same thing with Jack from Twitter. They came on mm -hmm. and, and they had like a, a, a three-hour conversation about shadow banding and, and people getting booted off and all that other stuff. And, and that's where you can – and podcasting is long form where you can – it's not done with in segments because of commercials and stuff like – I mean it can be, but – it, it, you really get a chance to air it out. And I think podcasting is excellent for things like that. Yep. It's like, it, yeah, for sure. Especially when you converse with people versus just calling people out, which is what often happens as well. I mean, we've called Nick Qua out quite a few different times. I doubt he's going to ever going to respond to us. <laughs> but, oh, but at least, honey. but at least we have a little bit more nuance to the conversations versus saying like, I can't believe I wrote that. <laughs> Ask him to come on the show. Well, you know, I would if I wanted him to. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but alas, um, I would have Carolyn Crampton on the show because I think that she's very smart. And I've, uh, you know, I've been reading her stuff for a long, long, long time. And I really liked what she started doing way back when. So anyway, um, but I think that we're uh, going to wrap it up on that. So if you guys have any feedback on, I don't know, any, any of the thoughts, I think it's, uh, we're, we're here to hear you all. Feedback at ShePodcast.com. Feedback at ShePodcast.com. Dot com. And to find us on any other social media, you can find us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at ShePodcast. You can also find our show notes and all the links from today's episode at ShePodcast.com. Thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you to my co-hosts for being so 
dynamically intellectual this time around. And we'll see you next time. Love you. Mean it. Bye.